0: To hear more about Spark Lab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is proudly brought to you by Callaghan Innovation, New Zealand's innovation agency. Here's your host, Simon Pound.
1: We talk a lot on this podcast about startups and founders and entrepreneurship, but how do you go from where you are now to where you want to be? We've spoken to people at incubators and accelerators, but by then you have an idea and are building it. But what if you know you want to be an entrepreneur, but haven't got to that idea or even an understanding of how to make it happen? Enter Natalie Robinson of Mum's Garage her startup that offers a series of programs to get people from idea to market, a community, events and support. Over the last three years, she's been helping validate, coach and guide founders through the journey from dream to reality and has run events for thousands, built up her own community and helped graduate schools, big corporates and existing incubators create programs. As part of Tech Week, Natalie will be running To Start A Startup, a great event bringing together experts on all the aspects of getting going to let people know what it really takes in terms of finance, legals, marketing, and critically, personal growth. So do get along to techweek.co.nz to find out more about Natalie's event or the 400 plus other events on every topic facing business and growth. But for now, to find out more about the first steps on the entrepreneur's journey, Natalie Robinson, joins us. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Hey, so how did you come to start Mums Garage?
2: Uh, Well, it started out of my own frustrations with uh, lack of support for people in the really early stages of wanting to start a company. Um, So I had a lot of ideas for quite a long time and aspirations to start my own business. Uh, But at the time, most of the organizations that supported companies focused on companies when they were at the stage where they had a product already to raise money and there's quite a process that you go through to get to that point Um, so I had a lot of ideas and I was surrounded by a lot of other people who were in jobs that they didn't enjoy who also had these ideas but had no idea how to take them like how to take the next steps so that's
1: right so so there were there were incubators if you had an idea and had some kind of stuff going on and um, programs once you were going uh, but not actually kind of to go from I'm not wanting to do what I'm doing now and I want to do something else, how do I get there?
2: Exactly. Going from nothing to something is kind of the way that we like to explain it. There's nothing, there wasn't anything that supported that process. And
1: what were you doing prior to that?
2: Uh, I worked in a bank actually for four years in corporate banking. So I studied marketing and finance and um, sort of fell into banking at the end of my degree. And I worked in the finance department in treasury and also institutional banking for a period and part of my reason for doing that was to learn about how you run a business or um, I guess in a way also learn how you start businesses and learn about, as much about business as possible. But again, found that w- like working in a company is very different from starting your own thing. So. Um, and, yeah. and
1: banks especially, because I see recently, and maybe we'll chat about this later, lots of banks are doing interesting things to help foster innovation among their workers. But I imagine in the day-to-day, you can't just kind of make up your job as you go along in such a heavily regulated industry.
2: No, that's, that's right. And there's a lot more to starting a company than, um, like, a big part of starting companies is solving problems, and that's ways that corporates definitely innovate. But truly innovative, unique companies generally come from a really passionate founder who really cares about or has a unique view in the world. And really cares about solving this problem in a unique way. And that's hard to foster in a corporate environment where you have an established structure and established culture. Yeah.
1: And so how do you go from thinking, uh, I wish there were more ways to kind of make these ideas real to setting up a company? What did you do?
2: Uh, well, actually I started running workshops in my mom's garage, so that's where the na- name comes from. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was sort of to validate the concept. So initially the workshops were focused on uh, helping people in corporate jobs figure out what they actually care about um, and the problems that they care about solving in the world. And so I launched an event through Meetup and had some people come along and that was the first, that's how it got started yeah so um <laughs> how was doing, yeah. how, how
1: that you're like hi this hi. is this is my mum's <laughs> garage. garage
2: yeah <laughs> and it's not a very nice garage it's and you're <laughs>
1: you're a stranger who could meet up <laughs> okay. cool this is, let's do this yeah there were a were, few. were you surprised that people did kind of reach out or were yeah. they people you already knew well or were they? F-
2: initially they were people people i knew so yeah. people i could rope in and then um and then people who i didn't know started coming along as well and actually the fir- our first customer is now one of our employees as well which is a really cool, cool story but but then it, it um I mean it's strange I guess I was so passionate about the problem and just um seemed like it was just such an obvious thing to do that I didn't think about how weird it was that people were having to come it was in, it's in Sandringham so come off a street down a dark driveway into this like not polished garage very small garage sit around a group of heaters and talk about how you find your purpose and how you solve problems and how you create something of value. Yeah, yeah but it was a bit bit sort of weird, I guess. At what
1: point did you realize that you would found your problem to solve? Because I imagine part of that what led you here was that you didn't have something that you wanted to jump into and then you realized, haha, not having something to jump into could be my thing the to problem. jump into.
2: Yeah, well, I actually, so when I quit my job, I was working on a couple of other ideas, and so, at that point, I started learning more about how you start a company, uh, and that was the first time that I'd actually, so I, that I'd actually immerse myself in other communities where there were people that were um, that were starting companies as well. Um, and so, I did start to learn, and I did a few other programs, but I found that they were all focused on um, later stage development, but also not really the deep level of personal development um, uh, and and the uniqueness that comes from an individual and there's sort of these fundamental concepts around how you create value in the world and how you influence people that are so fundamental to business but no one was really teaching those components and Ooh, so what,
1: what are they what, what were they and how did you well, come across well, those
2: um, well I came across them actually because I became when I first started as I was developing mom's garage, I realized that mindset was a huge part of building a company. And so I started learning more about, um, the psychology of people, reading a lot of books. I had a mindset coach for a period, which really helped. Um, and then I also just love learning about like one of the, my core drivers is understanding the, like you could say the fundamental truths behind why things exist and I actually studied science for a, for a year at uni and that type of thing. And there's concepts about the world that just in creation that exists that you experience when you're starting a company. A lot of the first part is sort of developing yourself, and so you're developing yourself from your current reality, which might be in a job that you don't enjoy, um, with certain skills that you've got because you've been good at this at school, and then you've studied this particular thing. Um, But you really need to develop yourself or evolve yourself to be able to start and grow a company. So you're having to shift from a current reality to a desired reality where you want to be. And so that's what we really do at Mum's Garage. So we help people move from the current reality in a job they don't enjoy to the desired reality, which is being a founder, working on something that they really do enjoy. And so um, that whole concept ties into business. So what great businesses do or great products do is shift people from their current reality to their desired reality by solving a problem. Um, and so
1: or, or by giving the promise that they 'll do that, yes. so people want to come on board uh, whether, whether it does or doesn't with yeah. their marketing yeah.
2: and the, yes, exactly, and then, but then if you do that it 's not really sustainable no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah so so one of the fundamental things that we teach is helping people to understand Okay, so what 's the current reality that exists for people in the world, well, where do they want to be where's the desired reality what 's currently stopping them, and is there a problem that you can solve and, and build a product and start a company? So that's an example of one. And then there's a lot of how you influence people, like influence yourself first as a founder and then influence people to buy your product, to join your team, to give you money. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. And so, you know, as you say, there are programs around the world where people will uh, bust out a Simon Sinek uh, YouTube YouTube TED talk and then um, they'll talk about purpose and they'll talk about the why, but they're not talking about that kind of, Capability building in the actual person.
2: Yes, you're exactly right. And, and they don't, so there's like um, biological reasons why having a strong why is important, just the way that your brain is wired.
1: And so jump, jump, if there's people that haven't gone through the Simon Sinek process, Sorry. what's the why? Take us through the why.
2: Oh, so it's the idea that, you know, one of his quotes is people don't buy what they do, they buy why you do it. I think it is. And, and what you do pr- proves why you do it. And so his whole philosophy is as um, a company, you should start with the why. Not necessarily, I think he goes, why, what, how. Mm. Everyone talks about the how or the product as being the main thing. But or how you really motivate people is having a compelling why that, that aligns with them and their values.
1: A real purpose, and that is, that speech and that idea that he did—that's the third most viewed yes. TED talk ever—and he's um and it's been incredibly influential, hasn't it? Yes. And so those are quite yeah well understood ideas through the place. Yes. Um, but you've gone one step backwards to uh the person.
2: Yes, because you've you've really got to believe in the why initially. Um, and. The why gives you this emotional energy, which is really important for starting a company as well. Because in the early stages, you're having to redevelop yourself a lot. And so there's a lot of fear to push past and you're doing a whole lot of new things that you've never done before. And if you're doing something that you really, really care about, it gives you this emotional energy or this drive that pushes you beyond those, um, I guess, that counteracts the fears, which is really valuable. Um, and also you, you then, you, you have that why that you truly believe in. Uh, which is really compelling that you can build into your brand and your culture and everything that you then do going forward. Wow.
1: And so those must be some, some pretty intense sessions in a little garage around some heaters. So,
2: well, they were, yes. <laughs> we moved out, of, actually, the garage. So the garage was very cold. And um, so we moved out of there probably after, well, it must have been three or four months. Mm. Um, and then we moved into a co-working space. Uh, but I would also say, like, on the, another thing on the why piece, like, people, it's quite easy to say, you know, you need to do something you're passionate about, something you're good at, solve a real problem. Um, but what what we try and do is we take people through a process by asking questions to help them figure out what that is for themselves. And often it comes from your own past experiences. And that's generally where really good problems come from for people starting companies as well. It's something that they've experienced that's a real problem. Um, and that's where the really authentic, unique value often comes from um, for a company. And what tends to happen is when people then start to think of turning that into a business, they they forget about that core concept and they, um, they sort of, I guess, over-exaggerate exaggerate what it is or what the product could be and it becomes really complicated. And so what... What we do is strip it back to what those core fundamental things are that they care about and what the core variables are that the world cares about, like what problem, what the problem is, who your customer is, what they care about as a solution. Mm. And that just makes it much easier to start a business.
1: Okay, and that's one part of the business, isn't it? That And, and kind of where you began, and it's really, it's grown into lots more elements. But yeah, the kind of... Um, finish off that thought there when you're going through the why with someone who's in a corporate role or you know not living the life they want and you go through all of this is it ever a good result of someone's like you know do you talk about the reality of life running small businesses and being a founder and leaving the um the safety or the relative safety of a corporate structure because that must have been the same journey you went through and so you must be able to talk really to the highs and the lows and yes I imagine it's not for everyone
2: no well no it's and not you ever everyone. say i
1: i don't think this is oh
2: yeah totally and we get people and that's the beauty so our first program is ideas you can called ideas you can execute and mm-hmm. that's eight weeks and that's designed to take people through the process of uh sort of what we talked about figuring out what they care about what they're good at what problems exist in the world how they could potentially solve them doing some market validation like and the market validation is the first chance that they actually push themselves outside their comfort zone to talk to other people and um validate whether it's a it's a it's a good idea or it's a real problem and during that pro like the idea of that program is also we tell them we talk to them about what the process is and what the realities of building a company like what that actually entails and how hard it is uh so then they get to the end of the program and they can decide whether it's designed while they're still they do it while they're still on their job so they can then decide have they got something that they care about enough to then commit five more hard years to working on it and if and we have a few people that think that realize no n- not yet they haven't got that problem or they're actually quite happy doing the job that they're doing or they're not happy doing the job that they're doing but they they've realized what they actually really care about and so then they can transition into something or work for a company that aligns with their why
1: ah yes yeah 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 absolutely Mm. because you don't not everyone has to be an entrepreneur no 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 and we have this kind of myth don't we in the um the startup world that there's kind of one person battling it alone and you know making it all happen but actually every great startup is a team of oh definitely people all motivated by the same things and all doing um very difficult things together
2: yeah yeah and that's actually really like the CEO role is very sensationalized and um it, that can be quite detrimental when you're also, you know, when you're starting a company because you have this idea of who you should be as a leader which is not, like, that picture is not necessarily the great, the best way to lead.
1: Yeah, and, and the founder idea um, is so... Um... Uh, it, it's such a you, you know sensationalised thing in, in your term, which is a great term. Um, yeah. But like, it's actually the early employees who have as much impact as the founder. I, I know that yeah. Vaughn Rousel, who's someone yes. who you've had speak at your events, yes. and he's um, he was my old boss at Venn. and he wrote a really lovely thing called a letter to the startup heroes, who right. he was um, calling out as the early employees of these startups.
2: Yeah. Yes, I completely agree with that. Yeah, and um, you can get quite consumed, and I have found this for myself, you get really consumed in your own world or vision for the company, um, and that can be really dangerous. You need to let let the reins go to the right people, and that's also a big challenge for people starting companies is finding the right people because yeah, people, people are hard to – to know to judge, you know, <laughs> and it takes a bit. Of, I think that's what wisdom yeah, is. Yeah. Wisdom is your ability to assess people.
1: Yeah, and and it's not the life for everyone. No, so, no. <laughs> we, sorry, I, I dragged you right into the thickets before no. getting into kind of like what what um, mum's garage is now. Yeah. So, you've got the the um, the course that's grown from that original thing that helps people understand what their next idea might be, yes. and then you've got another couple of courses, don't you, that um, are events that are not in garages. They're in big fancy co-working spaces these days. Yes. And then you've got uh, a membership side, uh, like a community that you have. And then you do work with other institutions, like from universities through to big corporates, to help them unlock kind of innovative thinking and, and, and the like in their organizations, eh? Yes. T- tell me about how, how you've built those up over the years and how long's that taken?
2: Um, well, I do... Firstly, I do too many things. That's my biggest problem, <laughs> I think. Um, so Mums Garage has been around for almost three years, just under three years. And so the first program that we um, built for another organization was actually a, p- a partnership with um, Jeff Mann, who was the, he was the director of the Lightning Lab in Auckland when it, when it ran up here. And so that was a pre-accelerator program. And we developed that um at the end of 2016 uh and that the that the problem that that solved is New Zealand is a relatively young ecosystem and so there's quite it's it's to sort of bridge the gap between getting um people to the point where they're ready to be accelerated so they know the problem they're solving they know who their customers are they have a good idea of the company they want to create and they also have developed themselves as founders um So we ran that for the FinTech Accelerator. And so we had a few, actually These were the company that came through the Validator, which I think you've had on.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic company.
2: Yeah, they're doing extraordinary well.
1: And really following that journey of people inside good corporate jobs and then stepping out with their own idea.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And then I also ran a program for Wellington ICT Graduate School. So that was a 12-week program helping their master's students to learn about entrepreneurship um, and so th- those I guess what we do is we've developed the process for how you um, come up with an idea that might be valuable for you and then how you develop it so we sort of just where we, we can plug the gaps for other organizations um, we, we do. Tell me about the
1: membership side of things because mm. that's a reasonably recent thing that you've launched. So yes. you've got you've got that kind of the, the first um, uh, kind of course to find your idea and then you've got a couple of courses after that that help you develop and make them real. Yes. But then also this membership thing, does that kind of wrap around that whole service? Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. So it's people come through our programs and might not necessarily be ready at that point to go to the second stage program. Um, and so they can become part of the membership and it keeps the momentum and also a really like there's a lot of value in community when it comes oh, yeah. to entrepreneurship. That's one of our other, like learning and community are the two things that we do. So, and we've done a lot of community building offline. So through our events and um, just connecting people. And so the online community is just a way for us to do that better. And for more people, um, yeah, in a, in a way that's a bit more scalable. So
1: yeah, community is so important. Yeah. And you see that inside the co-working spaces and um, yeah, be, being able to kind of share the experiences and network and, and the like yes. is, is quite vital. And yeah, you, you've been in co-working spaces uh, for your offices and you run a lot of events through them. Yeah, is that, is that a really key part of your business as well?
2: Definitely. That was actually the, the... So we started in the garage with the small workshops and the I think the best thing that we did as the next step was running an event called Entrepreneurs Unleashed, and so that's the bigger one that we run at Grid AKL. And uh, We run it bi-monthly, and that's when we had Vaughan, and we have other really great speakers along. Um, and the idea of that was to shed some light on the really early stages of starting a company by asking questions to people who had done it before, because um, companies are really unique. You know, they're, they're solving different problems and problems for different customers in different ways with different people, and so there's no one way to build a company and also, most people don't know what they're doing when they start out, even- co- founders that become really, really successful they're still the first year or two is they're fumbling their way through this thing that they've never done before and so we wanted people to be able to see that and see the really authentic real side of starting companies like the you know the ups and the big downs and the personal development and um so that people could feel they 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 could see what these founders or hear what they were like in the first year or two so that they, you know, they could, um, it resonated more with the stage that they were at. So yeah. things become more, becomes possible when you hear stories from people who were like you when they started out. So that's the, that's the idea behind that event.
1: Yeah. What are some of the companies that you've worked with or the people that you've worked with um, that you 're really excited by and that that are a really good result of the work that you do
2: yeah i I get excited by them by them all <laughs> because um yeah well that 's one of the things I love about mum 's garage is you know we get an opportunity to really understand um the unique value of people and their experiences and what that then means for creating something that 's really different so i it 's hard for me to pick pick like f- favorites. Um but a few that <laughs> I
1: love all my children. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. <laughs> um but Wise Boys Burgers is one that we work with really early on. Um and I love what they do uh because they're um two guys, one's an engineer and one's a lawyer and they started a vegan food truck, which is just I think a really cool story. Uh Shares is another is another one that we work with in the Validator who have done incredibly well. Um, also because they started with quite a big team and so you know there's common stories in the startup world that you know you want to have two or three founders when you're starting out Um, but they started with a big team and have like it's enabled them to grow really really fast and they do an exceptional job of making decisions with a team that big which is awesome to see and they're also solving a really interesting problem
1: yeah a big big team of people with really existing understanding of their roles as well where lots of startups you know everyone's given themselves an amazing (laughs) job title, but don't actually have any experience in that job title and are making it up as they go along. Where Cher is a little bit different, where they they all knew what they were up to a little bit.
2: Yep, yep, Mm. exactly right. Genoa Pay is another one that came through... the validator. So, uh, um, so that's Sean Quincy, and he he actually. So he came along to one of our early Entrepreneurs Unleashed events, and then he went through the validator, and then he spoke at the, our Entrepreneurs Unleashed uh, a couple of events back. Which I love to see that because, you know, so, someone that's been a part of the community for a while is now, he's doing exceptionally well and then he's giving back to the community by yeah. speaking at events, which is re- re- really awesome to see.
1: It's a great a great journey to see.
2: Yeah. And t- tell me about your Tech Week
1: event. So we're just um, kicking off Tech Week in Auckland shortly yeah. uh, and then across the country as well. Yes. And you've got an event in as part of that.
2: Yes. So our event is called To Start a Startup um, and it's on Monday, Monday 21st and We've just invited a number of speakers who we know are experts in particular areas to come in and um, share their experience. So, and that's covering f- like fundamental topics of starting a, a company. So, how you find an idea, how you validate the idea, how you build a product, um, startup legal, startup finance, and then areas of marketing. Uh, and for us, I mean, Tech Week's, what Tech Week is doing is great, it pulls, I love how they, it's just an opportunity for the whole ecosystem to come together and provide some value um, and so that's why we're running an event for Tech Week and I actually was quite involved with Tech Week last year uh, as as I I actually did a bit of work for them around building the community um, so yeah, I think it's it, we're excited about running the event, it's a good way to get in front of a new audience that might not be so familiar with Mum's Garage and some of the speakers that we have in actually the process of starting a company.
1: And in the work that you have done with founders and with pre-founders and with early stage startups, what kind of things have you learned about what makes a successful entrepreneur and what kind of mix you need?
2: Yeah, that's another really hard question in terms of, well, I couldn't, for every rule, there is an exception. Mm. And so in terms of the personality and, you know, the the, the skills of the individual, um, it's really hard to say. Persistence is one that's really important. And discipline. Um, so those are two things that you need to develop. Uh, but in terms of what's important for starting a company, one, it's that you're solving something that you really care about. So it's a problem that generally you've had some experience with so you have and through that experience you've developed a unique view of what this problem is and how it can be solved and you feel you like you're you care so much about solving this problem that you will go through the the difficult periods and the ups and downs uh to get it done and so that's where the persistence often comes from so if you can find that problem that you really care about you'll have the persistence to keep going and you'll develop the discipline necessary to get there um and then they need to be able to Um, to challenge their own assumptions is really important as well because you you that's you have a whole lot of assumptions around what your business should be and should look like and you can't you just don't know that's (laughs) a
1: really difficult skill to actually have in any area of life um, but especially entrepreneurship in that you need to back your assumptions enough that you start something very unsure which is you know an early stage startup uh, and back yourself to be able to do it but then you've got to be light enough in your thinking as well to change and adapt and um, drop those assumptions as need be if the data comes in sideways so yes so it's a really interesting duality that is um yeah which not everyone manages
2: you're exactly right and it's often you know you're balancing instinct with data in a way too and so that's really a really hard balance to mm. to get right um yeah because often in the early stages you don't have enough resources to really you know you you are going on instinct to what you feel is right for a period like mm. all founders will do that um what
1: are some ways to manage mm. that like i've seen mentioned before that writing down your assumptions so you can come back and check on them uh, is a good way to do it, and so that means it also kind of makes them th- like outside of you because they 're on a bit of paper rather than the thing that keeps you going all day long and you can change what 's on a bit of paper
2: oh yeah that's a good that's a good suggestion um, I think it's just a state of mind,
1: even just to recognize that you have assumptions, assumptions. as well, which yes. not everyone yeah, does yeah.
2: and that's what i guess um like people use the lean canvas for that purpose, yes. they write all their assumptions and then they go away and validate them. Uh, But I think it's a state of mind that you and your whole team need to have is that you assume that you, you don't know the specifics, you need to figure them out. Um, So you test everything and you collect data and you use that to make decisions. Um, You know, you know why you exist and you know um, what makes you unique, Um, but the specifics around like product and customer behavior and those things, you just don't know. So so you need to track and measure them and use that information to inform decisions.
1: What advice do you give to someone, I suppose outside of uh, head along to mum's garage and do my courses. Uh, but yeah, like what advice do you give someone when they say that they're wanting to start out as an entrepreneur?
2: Um, well, it's, a, it's ha- actually, it's quite a long process. <laughs> there's not, there's not a single piece of advice that like a one advice piece of advice so that's why we have that eight-week program but um uh I guess the question the question is like what do they really want out of life initially um so what's their driver what do they what do they want to achieve and and is what they're doing now the thing that will get them there and if it's not then change it because you just don't want to be stuck or stay still you always want to be moving forward or evolving in a way and even if that means going down the wrong path initially you can then you realize that you're going down the wrong path so you can correct yourself so you know if you start if you there's an idea and you start pursuing it and maybe you quit your job and then you realize that the idea is not viable then you can find another job and you, or you can change your idea or you might another opportunity will come up or it's kind of like the like an evolutionary process in a way um, But if you never start, you never find those opportunities. So you just need to take that first step that will just kick off that process. And maybe that's going along to an event or reaching out to someone who's done it before or or even reading a book on um, starting a company. Just that first thing, just do that
1: yeah and in the spirit of doing that first thing uh i do recommend you get along to um the the startup uh session being run by natalie at tech week uh, or to one of the entrepreneurs unleashed sessions that happen regularly uh if people want to find out more about what you're up to how can they visit and find you
2: uh our website's mumsgarage.com um so they can look at that or you can follow us on facebook so it's just mums garage nz um Or you can email me directly as well. So my email is just natalie at mumsgarage.com. So I'm always happy to speak to people who have ideas or want to do something different. Um, So then if we can't help them, I can at least point them in the the right direction. Ah,
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with us today. Natalie Robinson, founder, CEO of Mums Garage.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you very much to Alice Webberdell for producing and thank you very much for having us along.
0: You've been listening to Business is Boring, presented by Simon Pound and brought to you by The Spin-off and Callahan Innovation. From the Spin-off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring, brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz